The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation, and he has shown the strength of his arm and has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Preparing for this solemnity of the Assumption, I did some research, some very important research uh, from a a great scholar. Uh, The scholar's name is Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg, and that's right. Watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. Man, what a movie. Uh, And he he is a scholar of, of film, but maybe not of scripture. But he did get one thing right. The Ark, the Old Testament, melts Nazis' faces. No, I'm joking. Um, The Ark of the Old Testament is lost. The Ark of the Old Testament is lost. In fact, Scripture recounts the last time we saw it. People don't always read First and Second Maccabees. It was the, the last of the Old Testament books to be written, a couple of hundred years, maybe even a hundred years before Christ. And in it, the author recounts the last time the Israelites saw the ark, and this is in Second Maccabees. The records show that it was the prophet Jeremiah who prompted by divine message. So God told Jeremiah to do this. Gave orders that the tent of meeting and the ark should go with him. Then he went away to the mountain from the top of which Moses saw God's promised land. When he reached the mountain, Jeremiah found a cave dwelling. He carried the tent, the ark, and the incense altar into it, then blocked up the entrance. This sounds like, uh, you know, Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark. This is cool. He carried the tent, the ark, he blocked up the entrance. Some of his companions came to mark out the way, but were unable to find it. 
When Jeremiah learnt of this, he reprimanded them. The place shall remain unknown, he said, until God finally gathers his people together and shows mercy to them. The Lord will bring these things to light again, and the glory of the Lord will appear with the cloud, as it has seen both in the time of Moses and when Solomon prayed that the shrine might be worthily consecrated. In 2 Maccabees, Scripture, Jeremiah purposely hides the ark, gets rid of it, and tells them, don't leave breadcrumbs, don't mark away, I don't want you to find it. God will bring you the ark once again, but he'll give you the ark. Not because Indy finds it, because God gives it. And that's the last we hear of the ark, at least the Old Testament ark. But then we hear the ark once more. It's the book of Revelation. In fact, we read it, but I'm going to start one verse back in the book, chapter 11 of the book. It says this, God's temple in heaven was opened. So John's seen into heaven and the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. There it is. The ark. Jeremiah hid it. Where is it? It's in the temple, right? The heavenly Jerusalem. And a great sign appeared in the sky. A woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet and on her head, a crown of 12 stars. She was with child and wailed aloud in pain, and she labored to give birth. We found the ark, except the ark is no longer a golden box, an acacia wood box lined in gold. The ark is a woman arrayed in gold, as the psalm says, as we were saying today. Mary is the new ark of the covenant. Now, there's three things in the ark. The old ark. People always only think of the Ten Commandments, the law. Moses places the Ten Commandments in the ark and it goes before Israel. But there was other things too, two other things. The high priest's staff, Aaron, the first high priest, his staff was placed in the ark. And then also what's called the bread of the presence, or the lachem panim, the bread of the faces, panim, the faces of God. So not only the law, the Ten Commandments, but also the priesthood, the staff, and the bread of the face of God was placed in the ark. Well, Mary, in her womb, she is the new ark. She holds the new law, right? Jesus would climb a mountain and give us a new law where Moses gave the Ten Commandments. Jesus gives us the Beatitudes. He fulfills the old law. And Jesus is the new high priest. According to the line of Melchizedek, it says, you are a priest forever and a ternum. According to the line of Melchizedek, and no longer is it passed down from generation to generation, right? Through genealogy. No, it is given straight from God. And then finally, the, the bread of the presence, the face of God. This is interesting. Mary, in her womb, held what? The bread of life. Jesus calls himself the bread of life. He who eats me shall have eternal life. John chapter 6. Jesus is the fulfillment of all this, and therefore Mary is the fulfillment of all this. And not only there, it gets better. 
This is going to be a long homily, by the way. <laughs> and David was afraid of the, the Lord that day. And he said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? So David was not willing to take the ark of the Lord into the city of David. But David took it inside the house of Obadidim, the Gittite. And the ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obadidim, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obadidim and all his household. It's from 2 Samuel. Which David, the ark comes to David and he's scared of the ark because one time this guy like placed his hand on the ark and dropped dead because God said, don't touch the ark. You're not holy enough. So David's like, okay, I don't want to. <laughs> like, okay, you go to that guy. Go to Obadidim, right? But he blessed him. So David's like, okay, now I'll take you. Well, here's the New Testament. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt for in her womb. When David went before the ark, what did he do? He danced. He leapt. Hmm. And Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? What did David say? He said, how can the ark of the Lord come to me? That the mother of my Lord should come to me. For at the moment, the sound of your greeting reached my ears. The infant in my womb leapt, leapt for joy. And Mary remained with her about three months. The Ark of the Covenant remains in the hill country of Jerusalem, right outside of Jerusalem for three months before it enters Jerusalem. And Mary, the new Ark, holding the new law, the new priesthood, and the bread, the new bread of life, stays in the hill country for three months. This is not a coincidence, guys. It's clear from Scripture. And not only that, okay, one more thing. There's two things that would accompany the Ark of the Covenant. The pillar of fire and the Shekinah cloud, the glory cloud. And Moses is going through the desert and the, and the fire was at their back and the, and the cloud was at their front and it would lead the way and it would protect them from the Egyptians. And it was God's presence is here with the ark because of this cloud. Well, Mary has these two things as well. She's pictured. She's the only woman at Pentecost. It says Mary and the apostles were there. And what comes down? Artists always put this. She put Mary in the middle. She's the queen of the apostles. And a fire, tongues of fire came down upon the new ark of the covenant. And not only that, but in Luke, the first uh, beginning of Luke, it says she was overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. That same word is the cloud. It's a cloud. She is the new ark. And seeing all of this and taking all of this in, why would anyone be afraid of Mary? Why would anyone not want to respect her, honor her? have a special place for her. If any Christian, no matter whether you're Catholic, whether you're Protestant, if you go to the Holy Land, you see the holy sites, everyone drops to their knees. If we saw the Ark of the Old Testament, any Protestant saw the Ark of the Old Testament, they would drop to their knees and they'd pray and they'd praise God. They're not worshiping the Ark. They're worshiping God who gives us something so beautiful, but how much more beautiful is Mary? See, we shouldn't be afraid of Mary. 
Because the old covenant ark we could not touch. Because we were not holy enough. But the new covenant ark, because of the incarnation, took our humanity into herself. In fact, Jesus took on flesh and brought us as brothers and sisters into the womb of Mary. We should not be afraid of touching the new ark. She actually opens wide her arms and says, come, come to my son. Don't be afraid of me. Don't be afraid of him. I want to draw you to heaven where I am.